Hello and welcome to Roll for Relaxation, the multiverse's most relaxing Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. Last time on Roll for Relaxation, the gang continued to search for both Poppy's son and Effie, the missing heir apparent to the kingdom of Wiltshire. They think the boys are in the land of Tirnanog, but the door to that world is closed for a few more days. In the meantime, they're following the path of Cassius, the man they think kidnapped Effie, in order to discover more about his plans and collect artifacts he's hidden along his journey. Their quest led them to a world in ruins. Sand covers the ground of an abandoned modern city. They activated an alarm system and notified a native of their presence. A man showed up, and he seems to know who Poppy is. Episode 8 A Quiet Apocalypse There's a, a man that just teleported behind you, uh, and he has starry eyes, and he has just said, Penelope, is that you? Maybe. Um, do I have the urge to kiss him? <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I would say that you have, you feel positive affection towards him. Uh, and you can choose to interpret that how you want. Okay. <laughs> so, you look familiar, but a lot has happened since the last time I saw you, if I've ever seen you before. What, what are you saying? Do you not remember me? I, I remember a little bit. And then I reach out, and I just sort of like... Not high-five him, but just sort of, like, pat his shoulder and go straight through so he sees that... Whoosh. <laughs> I cannot touch. What? What is happening? I am so confused. I, um, are, are you alive, Penelope? What are you... Is this uh-uh. a hologram? No. I'm dead. Oh, my goodness. He puts his hand up to his head and kind of goes into the fetal position. I crouch uh, down beside him. Just sort of hover over the ground. <laughs> what is this? Uh, he regains his composure a little bit. And wh- who are you guys, if I may be so bold to ask? Uh, oh, um, well, I, I am Dante Darrington, bard of some renown. And I bow deeply. I am Astrea, and... I'm a paladin from somewhere not here. Well, you say a paladin and a bard. How Carolingian of you. Uh, You must not be from around here, I reckon. Where did you you guys come from? Uh, I admit we are not from around here. Uh, That door right over there, that's where we came from. Yeah, just a collection of doors. Um, That's about the best I could tell you. So many doors. What? Uh, he walks over to the door that you came through and opens it up, and he sees the library. Now what? What in the world? What on God's <laughs> green earth is happening? I know that you went somewhere, Penelope. Is this where you went uh, off to? Yeah, I, I think so. Have you seen my son? You have a son? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I slowly, I slowly back up because <laughs> I'm afraid I've revealed some information I shouldn't have. 
he he's very taken aback by hearing that you have a son. Well, I, I mean, I guess those things happen uh, when you go away and don't come back for a long time. Um, well, I give Estrella an awkward look and take a step back. Mm, <laughs> I don't want uh, any part of this. <laughs> this is getting uh, interesting. Uh, sir, what is your name? Oh, well, thank you for asking. My name is Clay. Pleasure to well, meet you. Clay. Any, uh, uh, nice to meet you, too. Shakes uh, hand. Can you tell us where we are? Why, yes. Uh, you are in Deadlanta. In- Duh. Yep. Uh, it's not the best place to be, and to be honest, I think you are my salvation and the salvation of all my friends. So you say this library will lead us out of here? Oh, it will lead you out of here. I can't say where exactly. There's many, many doors through there, but guarantee you you'll be able to find something better than I look around. Whatever this place is. Well... That is quite good. One second. And he gets out a radio, and he he calls on it, and he says, Well, guys, you should all come to downtown where 8th and 7th used to be. Uh, There's some interesting folks, and I think we found salvation. You hear a voice on the other line that says, Well, okay, come in there. Well, ask away. Who are you to me? Who am I to? Uh, that is a question that can take a while to answer. Um, but what I would say is that we were really good friends. Oh no, I pulled a holly go lightly. <laughs> I have not seen that movie. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> Do you remember nothing from this time? So I can fill you in, for sure. So the the poppies and the observatory are your, your grandpapa's place, which is quite a ways from here. And the desert is, well, that's the post-apocalyptic world we live in. The, uh, the desert is what we have to deal with around here. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's okay. It's more scary than all the monsters that exist. How long Uh, has it been like this? Has it always been desert? Well, when I was young, we had quite the nice technological society. Uh, Do you guys know what smartphones are? What? A smart, smart what? You know what? Never mind. We had a very nice society. Uh, And then what happened was an apocalypse. And as he says that, uh, you guys see... A group of what looks like apocalypse survivors, and based off their clothing, riding motorcycles that pull up <laughs> to the little uh, place that you're at. And as you look out the window, you see that there are many buildings that are kind of submerged in sand, and most of them have collapsed and have fallen into ruin. But there's a couple of skyscrapers that still stand straight up 
um, but you definitely can't see their base like it's car- uh, like it's covered in sand. Clay goes, oh, well, my friends are here, and they're your friends too, Penelope, so they can help fill you in. If you- I wave at them. Would you guys like to come back to our abode? Uh, I, I suppose so. I, what are these strange Uh, mechanical steeds that your friends ride? Oh, well, these, uh, bipedal automatons, we call them motorcycles. And you see that they're all black, essentially. They have, they're solar panels. Like, they have square white patterns delineating the different panels of the solar panels uh, on the outside. And the group looks like it's made up a lot of like 15 to early 20-year-olds, but there's two people out in front that kind of stick out. One is uh, a red-headed guy who's wearing a pink cloak, and he looks to be about seven foot tall and built like a brick shit house. <laughs> on the biggest motorcycle is a very petite girl with East Asian features uh, and like bright blonde hair. Her bike is like a tricycle. As she gets off the bike, you can tell that she's much more massive than she looks. Like she has a lot of weight to her. Mm. The wheels of these motorcycles are not just like normal motorcycle wheels. They're they're very wide and made of a pink foam material. I, I'm a bit overwhelmed. I'm, I must admit of all the strange things we've seen these past few days, this... Maybe the strangest, but uh, Clay, was it? You said something about monsters. Why, yes, I did. And those uh, those two people walk into the room. Clay, what the hell are you, are you all doing here? And who the heck are these people? Why the hell'd you call me? And holy shit, is that Penelope? Whoa, what? I wave again. <laughs> Why, yes, it is Penelope. She can't remember anything. She did fulfill her promise. We can escape here now. I'm just filling them in on the apocalypse. And as he says that, um, this girl rolls her eyes. He goes, well, let me introduce you to Estella. And he points at the girl. Uh. And Sparky. And he points at the redheaded (laughs) guy. Well, the apocalypse is due to an invasion of uh, magical proportions and gods. And Estella rolls her eyes and she goes, no, it wasn't. The apocalypse was due to nuclear radiation. Well, how did I get my eyes? I am a magical being. Shut up, Clay. No one believes you. You are a mutant just like the rest of us, you stupid. (laughs) Let's... Let's not raise our voices. Let's just go back. We can get the chillins, and then we can get out of here. Uh, did, did you say chillins? Why, yes, I did, little Penny. I can't even look at you. You, uh, I, I'm so mad at you right now, and for the past ten years, I can't even, I can't even, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. You can follow me. Bye. Uh, this. Bobby cries. <laughs> This nuclear radiation, uh, is this like the spell plague? Should should we be worried? Well, I think that it was a mix of... Spell plague would be a great word for it. Uh, of a spell plague and perhaps nuclear radiation mixed together. And I think that has killed 
pretty much most of us, but some of us were lucky enough to get mutations, which were through magical means, I guess, more than just tumors. Uh, I don't understand most of what just came out of your mouth, but are are we in danger here? Should we be leaving? Well, yes, we are always in danger when you are in Deadlanta. Why are you here? Do you have a mission of some sort? That's funny you should ask. It turns out we do, I I think. We're looking for something. And I pull out the letter from my bag, and I read, In the land of nothing left, from which the traitor hailed, the last third lays in the hearth of his ancestral home. I think this is the land of nothing left. Well, that's kind of rude to call it that, but (laughs) sure. Well, it seems appropriate. And I motion out the window. You've got a lot of sand here and not much else. That, like I said, that's fair. Um, Well, who is the traitor, if you don't mind me asking? Poppy sweats. Uh, An old friend of mine. Uh, Speaking of which, Clay, tell me about your bandana. These? Yes. Well, we we are a group that we call ourselves the Desert Knights, with a K. Now, Penelope and Estella and I, we formed it when we were uh, just young teens. And it was just a way to survive around here, really. And we would help the other chillins. and, uh, And so we came up with a symbol to represent who we were. And that was the bandana. And so this helps us know if we're part of the uh, the Desert Knights or part of the mutant camp uh, of people who are not the nicest types. That just confuses me even more. <sighs> I'm with you. None of this makes any sense. Mm. In the hearth of his ancestral home, is there like a, a centerpiece to your land somewhere of significance in this land of nothing left? You know, I really, there is a little bit of danger in being out here in that the the land sharks, they navigate via sound. And so if we could get back to our house, which is quite soundproofed, that would make me feel just a little bit nicer. Mm, okay. The more Let's... I hear about this place, the less I like it. But I'm all for getting somewhere safe. All right. Well, hop on. Wait, yeah. what? Hop on? On, the, on this? I hop on. <laughs> uh, fluff hops on for you. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I'm um, comfortable riding. What did you call these? Motor machines? Close enough. I, uh, they, they seem to go very fast, and uh, mm-hmm. I've never ridden anything quite like it before. Well, you can, you know, you can hop on with Estella. And he points to hers, which is a tricycle. <laughs> well, that does look a fair bit more stable. Uh, Milady, I bow to Estella. <laughs> she rolls her eyes. <laughs> I flash a charming grin. Uh, that works a little bit more. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess I get on the back of her motorcycle and I hold tight. Uh, and I get on motorcycle as well. <laughs> Are you getting on Clay's or Sparky's? Mm, I'll get on Sparky's. Okay. 
yeah, there's just enough room for you to get on it because he's such a big dude. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> they, they head off and you find that these wheels are, are silent. Like it, it must be Whoa. some sound absorbing foam. And they're sticking mostly to a, a road that the sand has been cleaned off of. They wind their way through this road and make their way to what looks like essentially this, the skeleton of a skyscraper, where it has the beams, these steel beams that go up. At halfway up, there is this completely metal room. And so they park their bikes on a platform that's also made of this pink foam to stop sound. Uh, they radio up. Well, you can drop the elevator down for us if you would be so kind. I thought they were going to say drop the act and turn on us. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for initiative. Well, we got fresh meat. Time to eat, boys. <laughs> fresh meat. <wait, what? laughs> uh, yeah, so the, this elevator comes down, and uh, as it comes down, Kalei uh, explains, well, you see, this was able to survive because it was a bank vault that was in this building and so it has survived whatever has been thrown at it and we have turned that into our home it's a very <clears throat> humble looking home <laughs> uh yeah so you guys are taken up and it's uh, you go about 10 stories up they open up this bank vault uh, and it, it's pretty big it was like the entire floor of a skyscraper so it's about a, a hundred feet by a hundred feet uh, you get in there, and it is filled with LED lights all over the place. This vault used to store a lot of physical hard drives, and so there's a lot of electronic equipment that is placed all around. Um, there's tons and tons of like greenhouse stuff happening. Like This is obviously how they're getting their food, is by growing it in here. And they're pumping water from somewhere, and they're making water somehow. They lead you to a, a room that has a, a bunch of like really raggedy old furniture. Well, welcome to my abode, says Clay. Uh-uh. Thank you. It's nice here. Uh, I'm starting to feel like nothing is going to surprise me anymore. None of this makes any sense, and I don't know what yeah, we're doing here, I, honestly. I thought that I couldn't be surprised anymore, but I just... What is this magic? I... I'm so confused. Are, uh, are the plants in various levels of growth, or are they all pretty big right now? They're in various levels of growth. I sit next to a baby plant. <laughs> that's, that's adorable. Um, uh, and you guys see that there's a plaque on the wall. There's a couple different plaques that are like group photos of the desert nights over time. There's the first one that just has four people in it. There's ones that get more people in it as it goes on. You can see that from far away, but uh, none of you have inspected them yet. Well, I choose to inspect them. Okay. I also inspect, but from over Estrella's shoulder. Uh, uh, yeah, so in the first one, there isn't Sparky, but instead there's a young Clay, a young Estella, and a young Poppy. And you guys look to be about 13, there's a young boy who's holding on to your pant leg. Uh, he looks to be about five years old. <laughs> Astrea, that is Amir. Uh, what? I'm... Who? Clay, uh, can you what? tell me about this picture, this boy? 
why, yes, that that boy is Penelope's half-brother, Amir. What? Poppy. What? <laughs> have, have you forgotten Pop- your own brother? I've forgotten almost everything. I am so sorry. I should not have said that. It's okay. This makes no sense. I am completely oblivious to what's going on, and I am really trying very hard to impress Estella. <laughs> what are you doing to impress her? <laughs> I'm explaining that I'm a big deal where I come from. A lot of people know me. I'm very important. <laughs> oh, yeah? And do you have a girlfriend in Canada? In, in where? Oh, my goodness. Y'all are I... as dumb as bricks. I mean... Uh, okay, so tell me about where you're from. Oh, it is a beautiful land, verdant and green, full of forests and hills and running streams and beautiful cities, much, much prettier than here, I must say. Although, I must say, the inhabitants of this place are are just as beautiful, if not more, than where I hail from. Oh, well, that sounds wonderful. You know, I'm sold. Take me there. There was a man who came, I'd say, a year or two ago... And he promised us the same thing. A man that came here a year or two ago. What was he doing here? He was learning about Mir, really, which was weird. And he said that if we helped him, Um, that he would take us to uh, out of here to a different world. And he never did that. Did I hear this at all? Astrea. Astrea. What? Did you did you know did you know an Amir? I feel like you've said that name before. Yes, uh, he was one of my very good friends. He was a the other paladin that was killed in the in the coup. Estella was just telling me that he was here about a year what? ago. No, that's not possible. Amir died. No, uh, Amir wasn't here. A man who was trying to learn about him was here. Oh, my mistake. A, a man was trying to learn about him? Tell me about this man. Oh, uh, well, he was a tall drink of water, kind of handsome, a little too skinny for my type. I would say he had blonde hair. Oh, and he had a little patch of white on his forehead. That's, that's him. That's Cassius. That's the traitor. Oh, yeah, That's, that was his name. It, t- what was he asking about Amir? Oh, just where he's from. Uh, and he was curious about all types of things, like what happened to our land, how could it have been prevented, which we don't know. And, yeah, I guess he, he went up to Old Kook's place. Um, Old Kook's place? Oh, yeah. Where is this? That's Penelope's and Amir's grandpapa. The observatory on the hill. Uh, Amir never told me about his family. He never told me about it. a sister. We need to go there. We have to check this out. Well, there are three ways to get there. You could either go along the highway, and so you'll go to the mountain. You'll go along the highway for all of them. You can either take a left and go around the mountain and then ride up the switchbacks, and that's the long way. Once you reach the mountain, you can hike straight up, Mm. and then you'll have to go through the forest there, which is not the kindest place, or there's a freight elevator that they used to use when they were building 
the observatory, and that's around the right-hand side, but you have to go to, through the mutant camp for that. Mm, the long way. Oh, uh, Bastella. We, we need to go the shortest way. No, 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 no. <laughs> the long way. If we wait, we need, uh, we need to catch up to Cassius. Uh, he was here a year ago. I don't think there's any uh, catching up to be done. I don't know. Maybe he's taking his time. <laughs> very, very much taking his time. Estella, it seems you are very knowledgeable of these parts and the dangers within. Perhaps you could serve as our guide. Well, <laughs> that sounds good and all, but I'm inclined to say screw that. What? Like... <laughs> I, I personally... You say, say what? To, to, to say fooey with that. Does, does that help, little cannon? Uh, little man? Uh, so... Did you just... <laughs> uh, so, here's what I'm thinking. So, we implemented a rule that no one can go up there unless they can beat one of us in combat. Why... What Why would you make this rule? That? That's to protect us so that we don't let the little kids or people who aren't strong enough go and get killed by giant vultures or by land sharks or by... Giant vultures. So, uh, fine, so, hold up your sleeves. Let's do this right here, right now. So you awaken them first? Let's not be hasty, Estrella, please. Did I, did I come up with this? I mean, surely there's a better way to do this. Uh, Clay pipes in and heals... Well, yeah, that was Penelope's rule, as she was the most, honestly, vicious of all of us. Then can I, can I overrule it? I look at Poppy with a renewed uh, mixture of respect and fear. <laughs> um, I guess. Thank you. And I, I give everyone a little, like, tap on the shoulders, like, this is me trying to hug you, but you know, <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> this is all so very strange. I don't understand what's going on. Why was Cassius here? Why is Amir from here? How is Amir related to Poppy? What is going on? I have a lot of questions too. Well, they have the same daddy. Thank you, I understand familial relations. What I mean is, how is it that we didn't know that he came from wherever this is? Astrea, did you never ask him where he came from? I, I I, just never bothered, I guess. I knew that they were from a different area. I just didn't think it was here. I mean, I thought maybe the... N- the next castle over, I... You said he was your best friend. You never, He never thought to tell you. That he's from another world? Uh, I don't really... I didn't really pry him on that. I I guess there's so much that he never told me. I, I thought... I, I guess I thought wrong. I, I, I don't know. Uh, all I know is I just need to get to that observatory. It does seem there might be some answers there. The letter does tell us that... What does it say? In the land of nothing left from which the traitor hailed... The last third lays in the hearth of his ancestral home. Is this letter suggesting that Cassius thinks that Emir was the traitor? 
I don't know why he would think that. Amir was the best. Uh, it's Are just you not sure? right. Yes, I'm sure. Seems that there's a lot that you didn't know about Amir. That doesn't change. That doesn't change anything. If you say so. We just need to get some answers. And I, the more we know, the more I. I just need to know. Uh, these giant vultures and land sharks you spoke of are these things that theoretically we should we should be worried about. Wow. Yes, you should. Uh, yeah, and so in terms of going there and back, we don't really do that that much, if ever. I think the last one to do that was Poppy. We have a radio connection with the old kook, but... A, a what do you? Uh, we can talk to him via light beams. Oh, like our magical talking rock. What? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, it must be like that. I, I understand. Carry uh, on. Sparky hears you say magical talking rock, and he's been very quiet this entire time. And so this seven-foot-tall, very muscular, like, bodybuilder-esque man uh, comes up to you, and he goes, um, did you say a talking rock? Uh, <laughs> if, could I look at that? That would be a very cool. Uh, I don't. so. Uh, uh. Thank you. And I don't actually know who has the rock right now for what it's worth. I think it might be Estrella. No, I think it's Dante. <laughs> I, it is Dante, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, I appear to be in no position to argue with you, so here you go. Uh, do you have any other uh, magical items uh, that I might look at uh, while you're talking? Um, I do have one. And I rifle around in my bag, and I pull out my techno-magical keyboard. <laughs> I I have this. I honestly don't know what it's for, but I just like the sounds it makes. That is very cool. Thanks. I'm going to play around with these. Uh, and he uh, goes off uh, into the corner. Uh, he has, like, a little setup with, like, a soldering iron and, or soldering thing. And, Oof. <laughs> Clay uh, goes, why, Sparky has made pretty much all of the technological magnificence that you see around you. I think his size was something he had before the spell plague, as you call it. But I think his mind has what's been touched. Sparky must be a powerful mage. Uh, mm, this yes. is quite impressive. M- mage, sure. That could be a word for it. Al- alchemist, perhaps? He's putting things together, creating larger spells? I think alchemist or artificer would be quite the good term. He doesn't like to speak very much because he thinks he sounds like a nerd. Uh, <laughs> like, a, like a what? Uh, like a geek. And like, like a dweeb. Uh, <laughs> like, nope, nope. Uh, like an uncool person. Like a, someone who isn't mm. good with the oh, ladies. Okay. Oh, I understand, yes. Like a, a milk-drinking sop. <laughs> <laughs> a milk drinker. <laughs> I understand. Continue. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's just because he lived up here all his life alone for the most part until we found him and took this over as our base. Um, so he didn't talk a lot growing up. But uh, in terms of your journey, I would say that you should not go there and come back the same route because you will alert the wildlife to your presence and they will be on guard for your return journey. So I would say you should take a different route back. 
I have a question. Why, yes, Penelope. The, the pink foam that makes it so it makes no sound. Is it magic or technology? Uh, why, that is a technology. Darn. Carry on. And you hear um, mm-hmm. Sparky from the corner go, uh, but the, uh, any sufficiently advanced technology does appear to be uh, magic. I, I, I attempt to absorb the power <laughs> of the foam. Uh, it doesn't. You feel quieter, but it's all placebo. Okay. Hey, hey Sparky. Um, yes. The, 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 the sufficiently advanced technology thing. Not gonna fly here. Uh, it's uh, a quote of Carl Sagan, one of my personal heroes. Well, you better go inform Carl Sagan that it's not working. Was Carl Sagan a great warrior? He was a great warrior for knowledge, yes. So, a powerful mage? Or perhaps a, uh... A ner- nerd? Is that the word? Yes, he was quite mm. a powerful nerd. Uh, a powerful milk drinker? Apparently so. Mm. Strong bones. <laughs> uh, very well then. Uh, is there a reason why everything has to be so quiet here? Um, not inside here, because we are soundproofed, but uh, out there, you don't want to speak so loudly, because the uh, land sharks use a tremor sense. They use sound to navigate, even through sand, which is a sound inhibitor, so that just tells you how good they are. Wow. I'm unfamiliar with land sharks. But I have some limited experience with sea sharks, and I don't think we want to encounter these creatures. The land sharks are way worse. Ah, good. That's very comforting. Thank you. Um, If you're going the long way, you will have to, I would guess, drive all night and all day, and you will be a little exhausted, and it will increase your chance of seeing a creature in the wild, but... Maybe they won't be as bad. I don't know. Uh, Do you have horses that we can take to make the journey shorter? Uh, I have one of the motorcycles for you to use if you want. Uh, I uh, won't lie. I find them rather intimidating. I would prefer horses. Surely you have some. I I will ride it. You you must show me. I have a question. Yes? Uh, Out of character. Mm -hmm. Do I remember how to ride a motorcycle? <laughs> uh, oh, would they, I don't think they would have. I would say you know how to ride a, a bicycle. <laughs> These are electric, so they're going to be easy to ride. You could definitely do it. Okay. Okay. So. Hey, Dante. Uh, yes. What remember, is it, Poppy? Remember that swimming thing we did? Oh, yes. That was exhilarating. It was amazing. How would you like to ride a motorcycle? I, uh, well, I, I suppose, yeah, certainly, yes, yes. Excellent. Yes, let's give it a shot. Excellent. Poppy is very excited. <laughs> Dante is kind of too, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> he enjoyed the little bit of motorcycle riding he did. The wind in his hair felt good. 
Puffy would like to feel the wind through his hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So it's a day's journey, you say, to this this mountain? It would take you, I would say, about two to three hours to get to the mountain um, itself, but then you have to either go around it, which would take a while, or you climb straight up it, which anyone who's been to the forest, I haven't heard of anyone coming back, but it that look beautiful um, and then to the right is a camp of mutants who are not as I would say uh, still human as we are a little more feral mm. uh, I'm not gonna lie none of this sounds very appealing uh, perhaps perhaps we can just um, go back to the library room and no, find another way go to the observatory I don't understand your fixation with following Cassius, honestly. Ah, you wouldn't understand. Dante, don't make me possess you early. I... Uh, <laughs> fine. Very well. Let's... What? What is the safest route, then? We must take the safest route. This land is perilous. Um, okay, so the uh, quickest route would be if you were to go through the, uh, the mutant camp which would be the most dangerous. Um, and then I think it's a toss-up maybe between the other two. Um, but the I would say the highway, it will be slightly safer, but you'll probably be exhausted by the time you get there because you'll have to ride through the night. Mm. Uh, everyone knows that I need my beauty sleep, so that won't work. All right, then through the mutant camp it is. Is there any possibility that we can negotiate with these mutants? We have only had, um, not, we haven't tried. I would guess no, they're not civilized as much as we are. Now perhaps you've just been trying their own tactics. They haven't heard my mellifluous voice yet. They haven't had me inside them yet. <laughs> that may also be true. <laughs> Uh, I'll kill them uh, all, women and the children. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, sand, rough and coarse. I hate everywhere. sand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> uh, all this sounds terribly terrifying. I, I, I'm just along for the ride. Perhaps Estrella should be the one to decide. We need to go to the quickest way. So I think we should try through the meat camp. Dante, you could find a way to talk to them, right? I wouldn't put all our eggs in one basket, but uh, certainly I can be very persuasive when I need to be. And maybe and I the way back we could wink go at the long one. Sorry. sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and I wink at, uh, what's her name? Estella. <laughs> I, wink. I wink at Estella. Sorry, carry on, Estrella. Mommy doesn't like this. <laughs> And perhaps uh, the way back we could go the long way, and that way we won't have to worry about taking the long night because we could just rest. Poppy, may I ask you a question? Yes. Do you sleep? Nuh-uh. Well, that's very convenient. If you were doing that thing you do where you're inside me, do you suppose I could sleep while you... Pilot the mechanical horse? I believe so. We could try it at 
Sounds like it's worth a try anyway. You might not get the best sleep ever, though. Well, any sleep is better than none. Okie doke. Hmm. That is an option. (laughs) (laughs) Um, does anyone have rope? Rope? Australia Uh, does. I think I... Okay, so when uh, Dante is sleeping and I'm piloting the motorcycle, I think maybe it would be best if we rope ourselves together so that nobody falls off if they're snoozing. (laughs) I mean, it might work. Uh, That's an idea for sure. I I suppose that that may in fact work. That sounds a little bit crazy, but this is all a little bit crazy to be quite honest, so why not? (laughs) All right, well, should we do that first, or... So, to to confirm, on the way to the mountain, we're going through the mutant camp, which is very dangerous, and I may have to sing us through it. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And then we're going to Poppy's old home? Yes. And we hope to find something there. Yes. And then we take the mechanical horse creature back down the mountain roped together asleep (laughs) while Poppy pilots. Yes. Uh, I don't see what could possibly go wrong. Uh, The plan isn't sound, but it's a plan. So let's do this. I give a resigned sigh. (laughs) Poppy is really excited. (laughs) Being a ghost, she gets left out of a lot of this. Anytime she's included, she's very happy. <laughs> I will ask once again, is it possible that we could have a guide from your people here? I ask to whoever, uh, whoever's listening. Yeah, I, guess. I, I guess Estella is kind of like side glancing you now that you've put the moves on her. All right. All uh, right. Roll persuasion. Oh, okay. Let's do that. <laughs> I'm about oh. to do something that, um... Oh, that's not great. <laughs> oh, it's an eight, but it's a natural one. I... Oh, oh shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it is. Also, mm. um... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pop... <laughs> this isn't a good thing, but Poppy's real mad that she's being included, so she's gonna glare to try to persuade her not to come. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, that plays into the natural one. Uh, yeah, goes, definitely. Yeah. Well, y'all, we just finally found the exit that we've been looking for. We got to get these kids out of here. We've been living in hell for so long. We just want to be out of here. Good in fact, I don't know where to go once we go through there. And then Clay pops up and he goes, why, yes, which land should we go to? I don't know, just pick a door. Neverwinter. Neverwinter, you said. Uh, yes, Neverwinter. It wasn't bad there, to be fair. Of all the places we visited, it was the best. That's where I went. Hmm, well, if you and Amir went to Neverwinter, well, then I think I shall go. I hope you find much luck there. Why, thank you very much. Poppy, I have missed you, and I will continue to miss you. And I hope you... Stop by and see us there sometime. I will, I promise. And I tear up a little bit. Yes, this is all very touching, but if we're going to do this, we'd better get on with it, shan't we? Finally, you get with the picture. Let's do this. (laughs) Okay, uh... Poppy waves goodbye to everyone. (laughs) 
yeah, you can see that Clay has his back turned to you because he, he doesn't want to, like, betray his emotions. Costello goes, Well, bye, Penelope. I forgive you for leaving us. And good luck. Poppy feels bad for glaring at her. <laughs> Poppy waves goodbye and looks very nicely at her. <laughs> she waves back, and they lead you to the elevator and lower you down, and Spark gives you guys one of their solar-powered motorcycles. Oh, wait, Sparky, before we depart, do you have my belongings? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I fixed the Yuki on this. It wasn't working, but now it does. Here, and he, like, lightly tosses it to you as, you, as the elevator goes down. And he goes, oh, and what was the other thing that you gave me? Uh, the, the magical rock. Oh, yes. The talking rock. Yes, is it, I've heard baby noises. Here, catch. <laughs> catch it and I stow it away. Yeah, so Clay uh, has come down with you and he says, oh, well, you can just uh, go down that way. And he points you to the road for you to take. And he, he gives you, he draws you a little map and gives it to you of where you should turn to get to the mutant camp. You guys are now on the platform and you got in motorcycle. This is absolutely insane. I hope you realize this. <laughs> I say too. Poppy and Estrella, and I guess Fluff, who is with us. Oh, Poppy yeah. is smiling. Poppy is very excited. <laughs> Calm down. This will be fine. We can do uh, this. This really doesn't look very much like a horse. Who's going to drive this thing? I mean, who's going to uh, ride this thing? Uh, Poppy, perhaps? Poppy, I... do you think you can remember how to operate this contraption? I'm 90% sure. All right, let's try it. I bet against worse odds, or bet on worse odds. <laughs> okay, I possess Dante. All right. <laughs> no matter how many times that happens, I'm never going to get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and I mount the motorcycle, and I wave my now actual real arm for everyone else to get on. <laughs> I hop on. I do a little thing where I, like, poke the back of Dante's hand with his other hand, just because I, I want to feel something. <laughs> what are you doing? I, I have no good explanation for this. <laughs> so I stop. <laughs> and I rev the motorcycle. It is. You know, this is very in invasive, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> when you rev the motorcycle, nothing happens. It's completely silent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> And I push off so that we're now upright, and I'm, I've never ridden a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do the motorcycle thing that motorcycles do where it goes. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is like a moped. It's really easy to ride. Oh, it's excellent. It's the Tesla cars of motorcycles. Mm. Yeah, so you put on the accelerator, and you're going. You guys go through Atlanta, and you see just a bunch of wrecks you see an occasional skeleton uh, one of them looks like an enormous fish that has armor all over it that's about 20 feet long and eight feet tall just a massive thing and you can tell that this is the skeleton of a land shark oh. it'll take you about three hours to get to the fork where you can then turn off to the mutant camp are you guys doing anything along the way just looking uh, at the sights, I suppose. Personally? 
I find this absolutely exhilarating. <laughs> I'm enjoying I, the wind I, through Dante's I was hair. <laughs> nervous, nervous at first, but oh my gosh, I feel so badass right now. <laughs> and as I observe Poppy piloting this strange machine, I start to become a little bit more confident about it, and I goose the throttle a bit. <laughs> yeah, you occasionally have to dodge like old abandoned cars or bits of debris, but at one nice clear straightaway, you get up to like 90 miles an hour. This is amazing! How? Why don't we have these back home? We should get leather jackets and form a gang. I feel strangely compelled to put on a leather jacket. I don't understand why, but <laughs> yeah, I also it seems agree. Suitable. <laughs> That would be perfect. Perhaps when we're done with this, we can all grab leather jackets. Perhaps we can. Perhaps we can take this back with us. I mean, Dante's wearing a doublet. I think he is wearing a leather jacket. (laughs) (laughs) This somehow feels very fitting. Except yours is red and gold. (laughs) A little bit blingy, you know? (laughs) Um, So you guys get to a fork in the road where... There is a hiking trail in front of you, and then there's more freeway that goes off to the left, and then there's kind of a country road that goes to the right. And so I assume you're going to the right? Well, the map that uh, Clay provided us shows that we have to go to the right if we want to speak to these mutants. Mm, Yes. Let's do this. Plus, we don't want to lose the bike if we go on the hiking trail. We'll That's true, we'd have to leave it behind, and that would be a travesty. <laughs> no, Fluff can just eat it. I, I mean, just purely from the way it looks, the forest looks quite appealing, I must say. We can come back down to the forest, it'll be okay. What does the forest look like, out of curiosity? Does it look uh, appealing? Yeah, down here it looks somewhat sparse, and it gets more... Uh, vegetative, um, that's not the right word, Uh, it gets more dense as you go up, and it does look very luscious uh, higher up on the mountain. Hmm. And can we see on the mountain, if we look up, do we see this structure that we're searching for? Uh, No, you you can't see it. You do see near the top, there's like a field of red flowers at some point, but yeah, you you don't see the building. Is it still pretty desert-y around here? It's kind of like an arid shrub land with a few trees and then it seems like a mile of hiking then it'll be like thicker up there but where you are yeah it's it's desert behind you desert to the right and the left in front of you it's kind of just like arid shrub land Hmm. well i suppose we best try our luck with these mutants vroom vroom okay so as you vroom vroom over there (laughs) i am feeling again pretty badass i feel like i could probably take on these mutants yeah you come across what looks kind of like the orc camps in Skyrim, where it's at the base of a cliff. There's wooden outposts that uh, surround this area. It's kind of medieval style, um, kind of reminds you of home, Dante Amistra. <laughs> there are humanoid-esque guards that are around the, the top of uh, this little fort that they have out here. And they don't look completely human, but they're kind of high up, so it's like it could be someone just wearing a lot of fur. Halt. Who goes there? Friends. We are just trying to pass through. We are not looking for violence. (laughs) Oh, do I have my own control of myself now? You're just trying to pass through? Yes. 
did <laughs> no one's ever tried to pass through before? That's because no one has ever been as important as us before. I promise you, we are the most important people you will ever meet in your entire life. Uh, uh. Uh, roll persuasion. <laughs> we really didn't. We really didn't plan this up very well. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna say Estrella uh, <laughs> is helping you, so you can do it with advantage. Oh wow! I thought you were gonna say this is a roll with disadvantage. Mm, me too. <laughs> Dang! Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. Really, yeah. twenty-six and a twenty-five. <laughs> he goes. Uh, I'm very confused, so I'm going to open the door, but... (laughs) (laughs) I nudge Estrella and say, I can't believe this is working, very quietly under my breath. Uh, Yes, that would be the wise thing to do. You wouldn't want to get on our bad side. We are, as I said, very important. You already won. Don't make it any worse. (laughs) Okay, um, just a warning. Um... I'm like the smartest person here, so. <laughs> oh, I can tell. You seem like a very intelligent individual. Honestly, I'm pretty Ooh. stupid. Um, <laughs> very self-aware. That's good. That's right. Self-awareness is a sign of intelligence. I used to be pretty smart. <laughs> but just that's a warning for you, because maybe your words won't work as well with the other people. Anyway, mm-hmm. opening the door now. <laughs> Oh, nonsense. We're very important, like I said. No one will stop us. <laughs> and this guy, uh, which you can see, he's like a wolf man, uh, pulls on uh, this lever, this wheel of levers, and uh, it opens up this portcullis uh, for you to walk in. And you can see inside that this is, it's almost more of just like a long-term campsite than anything else. I assume we're still kind of riding the bike, but like if we hop back on, is that acceptable? Okay, because I exited you for a minute, so I just, <laughs> I should probably re-enter. <laughs> well, I think I've got the hang of this by now. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say that's true. And um, Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I float next to it. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, question. Mm-hmm. If we look into the camp, mm-hmm. do we have, uh, is it an open road from here through to the other side? Uh, well, the camp seems, it's, it's not huge. It's... Um, probably like uh, 200 feet in diameter. And there's a lot of small tents out and little campfires and piles of uh, like half-eaten corpses of animals or humanoids. It's hard to tell. And you see on the cliffside, there are two ropes that you can see going up uh, higher into the, into the mountain. And that's where you would assume the elevator is. Oh shoot, it's an elevator. <laughs> Right, right. I think we may have made a mistake. <laughs> I say very quietly to Australia and Poppy. It's okay, we can do this. Let's just head straight for the elevator. That's right. I def- just pretend like we belong. Just pretend like we belong. Yes. I'm sure this will work out just fine. Walk less like you sh- normally walk. Walk like a mutant. Uh, maybe that <laughs> will help. Around. Poppy walks around thinking she probably belongs, so <laughs> she's pretty chill. <laughs> For all she knows, this is her hometown, so like, <laughs> she's all good. Uh, okay, roll deception with disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say all of you, and I'll take the uh, average. Okay. Oh, Lord. We probably should have had a plan. Oh, no. 
Um, oh, that's a oh, great. That's good you didn't drag us any further down. Thir- yeah. I'll 13 seven. from Poppy, 7 from Dante, and the 7 from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Not very great actors, are we? <laughs> yeah. So you are definitely noticed. Um, and the, the guy who's manning the door, he like puts the portcullis back down and he climbs down the ladder and has all these different types of mutants that have many variety of forms, a lot of them very animalistic, some of them more elemental. And the guard comes, comes back down to you guys and he goes, um, uh, they're with me guys, they're with me. Uh, so I'm going to, um, take you to uh, our main guy, our our boss, if that's cool. Uh, You know, we really probably don't need to talk to him. We are so very important that uh, I I think that we can probably just pass through. Actually, we should just go straight to the elevator. uh, Bobby still thinks, like, maybe she has this under control. (laughs) (laughs) On our way, before we meet the boss, We'd like to pick up a present for him, so is it okay if you take us to the elevator first? That's where we left it. Um, oh, yes, of course. That's yes. How could I forget the present for the boss? Elevator, of course. Roll deception, there, Poppy. Can she roll with advantage because I'm helping her? Uh, <laughs> Actually, it doesn't matter. No, I don't think it matters. Eh? Uh, eh? <laughs> Yeah, that's the seventeen. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna roll an opposed check against you. I'm gonna say this guy has no modifiers, so it's just a straight d20 roll. Oh, no, the numbers are on our side. Yeah, they really are. Good luck. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he, good. He only God. got a fifteen right. on his uh, insight check. Yes. So he goes. Um, yes. Uh, follow me, uh, and he brings you to the freight elevator. <laughs> Uh, and he goes, um, all the way, um, to the top. Yes, please. Yes. Yes, the best gifts are at the top and everyone knows your boss needs the best gift. Uh, Okay. He pulls a lever and you guys start going up. And as that happens, there's like more commotion that is happening in the camp. As like more and more people are aware that someone's using a freight elevator. Mm You can see that they're confused, but no one comes and stops it. So you keep going up and up and up. And um, part of this elevator goes, it, it kind of tunnels through the mountain. And so there's a part where you go inside and it's like a vertical tunnel. And then you come out at the top and you see about 200 meters away is a steel cottage. It has a big telescope coming out of the top. Um, question. When he pulled the lever, did he have to hold it there, or did it just pull the lever and then it goes? Just pull and it goes. So, so theoretically. <laughs> oh, no. If I attempted to possess him and just flick the elevator down once everyone's out of the elevator, could I send him down there? Well, uh, he... Oh, no, he, he, he didn't come us? up with you. He was on the platform. Oh, okay, down okay, below. okay. I thought we were gonna have to get rid of no, him. Oh, he's our so. friend. <laughs> Friends, not food. Yes. So we're we're at the top of the mountain. There's an observatory here. Somehow we navigated that camp. <laughs> I am 
quite so, frankly amazed that any of that worked. That was ridiculous. So far, we I, haven't had to fight to prove ourselves. We haven't had to fight to get into the camp. We haven't had to fight to get to the elevator. Yes, I agree. It is a bit disappointing that we haven't gotten to fight yet, but we need to make it to the observatory. Let's go. I agree. Let's go. <laughs> He's going. <laughs> All right. Do we still have our motorcycle? You do. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. off-road this thing. Yeah, hop on. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you guys make it to the observatory because it's only like 200 feet away. <laughs> yeah, and there's uh, a doorbell uh, for you to ring. Uh, Poppy, do you do you recognize this place? Uh-huh. I think. Maybe you will recover some of your memories by visiting your old home. Yeah, Poppy's excited. Uh, I guess I'll ring the doorbell to see if anyone's home. Okay, and with that, we'll end our session. <sighs> Need to know if someone was home. <laughs> <laughs> now we don't know. <laughs> uh, these cliffhangers, man, I tell you. It's just as bad for you if you're listening. This is just as bad for us as it is for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except for Kyle. Kyle knows what's up. <laughs> or does he? <laughs> no, he does. Or does he? <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Well, then, that was a good session. I like that. I was like, oh, we, yeah, we've totally managed to avoid combat <laughs> for like several sessions in a row now. When we get to the forest, we're just going to be like, hey, monkeys. Um. Anyways, we're just passing through. We're, we're very bet. important. <laughs> we're very important. I bet yeah, we'll I leave bananas in worked. our footsteps. <laughs> I have bananas in my elevator. <laughs> you should go check it out. Did you know mutants are made of bananas? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just waiting until the part where we get to bomb down the mountain on our sick motorcycle. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can we just crush things under the tire? I just want to make like a mad escape on our sweet cycle, (laughs) blasting some metal or something like that. Hey, gang, thanks for listening. If you want to hear more episode discussion, head over to our Patreon and you can get access to all of our episode discussions for three buckaroonies. Also, shout out to those who are part of our pillow night tier on our Patreon. Who put the bop in the bop shabop shabop? That was a lot of me. And shout out to Smizamore. When he was born, there was a dark, mysterious prophecy made about him. It was recorded on an ancient scroll. Unfortunately, that was destroyed in a freak ziplining accident. So I guess we'll never know. Anyway, have a good one.